0: This week's podcast brought to you by The School Supply Supply Chain.
1: I saw a bumper sticker in a parking lot this week that said I child-proofed my car, but they got in anyway.
2: Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.
1: Well, we're back on separate microphones this week. Hope, I hope it sounds better.
0: So do I. It definitely feels better. It feels more right
1: be 12 feet apart yes
0: exactly and this has nothing
1: to do with coronavirus
0: right have you heard the song six feet apart by Mm -hmm. luke somebody one of the luke's who's a country music singer i have not oh it's uh it's good it was out a while ago one of my friends said this isn't like the the meat of quarantine said oh there's this song six feet apart you should listen to it i listened to it the other day i thought it was pretty good so we just need one that's Twelve feet apart. That's all I'm saying.
1: We're at that stage of uh, quarantine where the, my son said last night. Our son. Let's let's call him our son. Said last night um, when he's going to bed, it feels like a school night. Every day feels still feels like a school day. That's because they never left. They never left school when they were going to school from home.
0: Right. Although our daughter does have her eighth grade graduation ceremony. Um, this week. We're, we'll see how that will go. Connecticut is at a place right now where they've o- we've opened up to a degree, and that degree includes um, she can have a ceremony. You and I are the only people who can go from our family. Her graduating class is relatively small. It's about 25 kids. Each one of the kids can have two people there wearing masks and seated socially distanced from other families so um this is our first kind of thing that we'll be going to with other people so we'll uh we'll see how this goes we have to choose a mask i have to i have to choose my dress up mask
1: (laughs) your dress mask
0: (laughs) my dress mask i actually haven't given a second of thought until just this this moment of what i'm gonna wear to her graduation and now if my my mask matches my mask is a purplish periwinkle color with white polka dots so i don't know if i have anything that matches what is the the
1: mask mask supposed to match
0: i don't know is it your face most importantly it's supposed to fit your face but uh for the ceremony will you put the little piece of kleenex underneath your glasses or will you wear contacts so that you don't have to worry about things fogging up with your mask? i'll just wear the
1: full halloween mask i won't have to worry about it at all yeah
0: well, I was talking about this with my sister yesterday because she she was telling me she was reading it's a a real thing. There's something called I think um, mask knee, like acne, but around where people like who are wearing their masks a lot and s- whatever how it's I thought you're saying the mask skin. knee like K N
1: E E like like uh, turf toe or right right no like athlete's foot acne. If you're wearing around. your mask on your knee, you're doing it wrong.
0: <laughs> acne where your mask is and um you know i don't wear the mask i don't have to wear the mask lo- that so long that it would irritate my skin the longest i wear it is you know if i'm at the grocery store for an hour or something like that but uh but this will actually probably be the longest continuous, we'll have worn, uh, continuous mask wearing will do dep- I mean, who knows how long the ceremony is going to be it could be an hour it could be longer than that if they um if they make it longer than that. So this this will be our our first true marathon masking.
1: And the graduates in caps and gowns and masks presumably won't toss their masks in the air at the end.
0: Yeah, presumably. Our daughter asked yesterday, should I wear my contacts or my lenses? I mean, my contacts or my glasses. And you said to her, well, you're going to be wearing a cap and gown and mask. So if you have glasses on, you will see none of your face. So why don't you... (laughs) Where the your contact lenses. complete is. cousin it yeah this will be one for the for the books at least the, uh, the the photograph of the graduates will be along those lines it's only as we record this june twenty fifth and uh, two days ago I took our soon to be fifth grader school supply shopping <laughs> this is this is how bored they've been in quarantine the Teacher put out the list of school supplies, and our kids don't like to wait until last minute. Our our son would prefer that, I'm sure. But uh, although th- he's
1: al- almost finished his required summer reading.
0: Yeah, so I took our daughter school supply shopping, and it was interesting. We went into Staples, and uh, there was very few people in there, and there was also very few school supplies. Like anybody who's used to going school supply shopping, usually like the aisle is full of end caps for a better for lack of a better phrase for it, you know, the standalone things. And one of them will have crayons and the other one will have pencils. And it's just always just loaded with school supplies. And when we went in, um, those things were still there. They were just completely empty. So um, I don't know if it's corona related or if it's because we were there a week after school got out to do our following year's school shopping.
1: Do you think it's a problem with the school supply supply chain?
0: It, It might be. It might be.
1: And can I say school supply supply chain? I think you can. Again? So, Did you uh, see USA Today today? That's <laughs> like that construction.
0: Right, right. And uh, so we got everything on her list, except she's supposed to bring in a, a box of Kleenex and a canister of um, like Clorox wipes. And you still can't find those cleaning things anywhere. So she'll bring in the Kleenex, and uh, we still have a couple... Few weeks, a month and a half to continue to look for the Clorox wipes. Of course, this is all a. You think that's
1: because people have been ingesting them internally?
0: <laughs> yes, in the last few weeks.
1: Clorox, Clorox, <laughs> <Right. laughs>
0: Oh, you're proud of yourself, I can tell <laughs> no, I just by the look of on that, your yeah. face. But, um, but yeah, this. I mean, who knows if we're going to even have school? In the fall right away that she will need a school supplies but if she needs school supplies she's got her um, and, and now that she's getting older things change a little bit you know she only needs one glue stick she doesn't need like a ton of glue sticks this is the first year we've gone school supply shopping for her um, since she started school that she doesn't need colored pencils um, or you know it's just and, and our oldest you know, doesn't need anything other than paper and pens and pencils. Um, so it's sort of the transition of of school supply shopping. school supply shopping as you get older, it uh, is a, a makes me a, a little bit sad.
1: What makes me sadder is that a couple of weeks after school get out in June, they want to go school supply shopping because as a kid, and we may have talked about this before, there was few things worse than. August 1st or thereabouts, when TV would start advertising the back-to-school specials on newspaper ads about back-to-school clothes shopping?
0: Well, I think it was really, um, their whole reasoning behind it, there was two things. One, It was hot, hot, hot here. It was ninety something, and um, I think they knew if we if they asked to go school supply shopping, we'd at least be in an air condition. And our air conditioning at home is a little bit wonky right now, so they knew they'd be in an air conditioned car and an air conditioned store. I think that was driving some of it, and the other thing that was driving some of it was just pure Mm -hmm. boredom. You know, like I'm not I, I'm not taking them shopping. You know. Normally, I'm not, you know, since especially with Corona, it's not like I, I, you know, I bring them in stores or anything like that, even though I couldn't for, for most of it. Things in Connecticut, again, are just reopening, but I'm not having the kids go into stores and stuff. But they knew this was one place that they could um, get me to take them and, and allow them inside. So I think that was driving part of it as well.
1: You've been on too many corporate Zoom calls because you've used the phrase driving (laughs) has that been a driver of of our our kids
0: no but yeah i was on a i was on a you know what has been the main
1: driver of our kids and i think you can anticipate this answer
0: the minivan me (laughs) well yesterday i was on a really lengthy conference call and there were quite a few of those buzzwords being thrown around and um so i started texting you because you were driving home and uh and just a list of all the corporate buzzwords and i threw it in there in in quotes synchronous situation asynchronous situation binary and as i'm just sending you this list of words i realize i'm not sending them just to you i've accidentally sent them to a group text (laughs) That also includes one of our daughter's moms. And she's probably getting all these, you know, bing, One
1: of our bing. daughter's moms.
0: I'm sorry, one of our daughter's one friends' One of your moms. friends. <laughs> and one of my friends, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: how many How many moms does our daughter have?
0: <laughs> I don't know. She could have more than one. But um, anyway, our friend was probably like, has her phones blowing up, trying to figure out what the heck's going on. <laughs> and then I realized that I had accidentally, I was sending all of this stuff to not only you, but one of my friends and our daughter's friend's mom's, (laughs) and uh, had to send an apology, but I don't know if you've noticed, like, the the word binary is being used a lot more than, uh, at least I've seen it a lot more in, in, whether it's in social media or hearing it or whatever, than I ever have before, it's, uh, but it is funny how you know, synchronous asynchronous
1: (laughs) Was that the same person? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Are you guys serious about this stuff? As a Rebecca Lobo set shot. glass.
0: So speaking of words, there was...
1: (laughs) And speaking in words.
0: Speaking of words and speaking in words, there is a house that is not yet for sale, but is completely empty. And we know the the old inhabitants of the house, the people who used to rent this house. They're no longer renting this house but the house is empty. And I've never been inside the house, but knowing the house was empty, my sister and I were peeking into the house. We were looking through the windows, just kind of check out, checking it out, as sometimes you do when you're curious about a house that you know is empty. So anyway, I sent a I was sending a text to our friends who used to live in the house, and the text said, I'm peeking in your old house and was wondering, blah, blah, blah. Well, my autocorrect changed that from I was peeking in your old house to I was leaking in your old house and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, fortunately, before I hit send, I read the text and realized that no, indeed, I did not want to tell. Our friends that I was leaking in their old house, but instead that I was peeking in their old house. Which is more just, disturbing? <laughs> well, you tell me. Which is more disturbing? Clearly, the leaking in your old house would have been an odd way for me to start a text, and the, and these are people who I haven't texted in months. So if their first not not mm-hmm. since quarantine, I may, it may have been I may have not texted them in the last year. And she could get a text from me that just starts by saying, "I was leaking in your old house and wondering if," blah blah blah.
1: But instead, she gets a text that says, "I was peeking in your old house."
0: (laughs) Well, I would say this. The follow-up question was was wondering if it has a second, you know, if Uh, if there's a second floor or or something like that. Because
1: because I scrambled up (laughs) onto the roof and was trying to peek into second-story windows, and there was
0: (laughs) I couldn't see into the second-story windows. So, um, well, I,
1: I will say this. Yes. Say it's an an inhabited house, and it's my house. Yes. And and the uh, person on the outside can only do one of those two things. I would rather have them leaking into my house than peeking into my house.
0: Would you really? You would rather have them leaking in your house than without
1: peeking? peeking than peeking <laughs> without, leaking, leaking? Yes. without
0: leaking. Yes. <laughs> well yeah it was it would have been an unfortunate why would autocorrect do that anyway isn't leaking is not i a, love that i love that leaking you reser- is not a word i i even use i love in that, text or otherwise
1: i love that you reserve your moral outrage for autocorrect <laughs> why was- why would autocorrect do that when i'm peeking in to somebody's window. Somebody's why window. would it suggest that I was leaking into somebody's window?
0: Well, I mean it should be made very clear that I 100 I was 100% sure that the house was uninhabited and empty. I knew it was devoid of furniture. There no I knew that it was empty. Or else I would have not been peeking into the windows because that would be creepy. <laughs> but yes, why I I will use the word peek. I don't ever use the word leak. Why would autocorrect change that? That's that's the real moral outrage here. <laughs> you know, it, and I think
1: it's because it's it's using your previous texts and your previous uh, voice-to-text to base its corrections. So it really is an invasion of privacy. Autocorrect, I think, is invading your privacy as you're peeking in the windows of this house.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's appreciated. Oh, speaking of, and we've talked about this many times before about our... Um, what are they even called our devices? Our smart devices? Smart speakers. Our smart speakers. And we talked. I've talked about know, as as
1: distinct from smart leakers. <laughs> and smart peakers.
0: <laughs> For that matter. Our smart speaker, and I've said this before, I'm certain, you know, it it's listening when it's not supposed to be listening, but it's getting a little brazen now in the fact that it's it's eavesdropping and like, you know, it's not even pretending it's not. So yesterday I was talking to you about you know, how I'd been cleaning something in the kitchen and, and um, how our kitchen needs to be cleaned further, but I, I was on, like, the hands knees. Well, needs. People, some, some people appreciate this. Scrubbing the corners of the floor where your floor meets, like your cabinets or your refrigerator, the area that even when you vacuum or mop, it just seems to get dirtier.
1: But also, but also yesterday, as this was happening, what you're about to describe, you had taken a can of grease hot grease after making loose meat sandwiches oh, and, and you're putting some. it back in the freezer yeah to recongeal. yeah and yet you sent the grease flying onto the the little ice cream maker in inside the freezer yeah
0: it was gross and i i, I cleaned it up right away but we were we were in the kitchen which is where our smart speaker is located and we were i was we were talking about these things me having the, to clean the f- the freezer me also having been on the floor getting the gook from, uh, from the, where the floor meets, the cabinets. Anyway, today, you asked the smart speaker what day it was, which again... It's the only way you, I have of I knowing know. now. You got to get a calendar or, or, or look at your watch or your phone. I mean, it's right on your phone, too. You know that it's on your phone. I didn't have my
1: phone. I don't okay. have a watch, and a, I don't have a calendar.
0: But, but that has nothing to do with the story. You asked the smart speaker, what day is it? And the smart speaker said...
1: I know it's. It, I know today, as we record this, is Thursday. I asked what date it is.
0: What date it is. So what, what was her reply?
1: Her reply was it's June 20-whatever. 6th, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, if today is cleaning day, then...
0: Ask me for some cleaning tips. If today is cleaning day, ask me for... No, what I just asked you what to today's say. date was. And she said, if today is cleaning day, ask for cleaning tips. And so I just said to you, unplug it. Like w- we have to have that thing unplugged all the time, except when we need to ask what date it is or but ask it, it to play music. It's I mean, too it's late for that. Absolutely, it's we weren't playing music yesterday. I don't yet I, I, when I, I, when we were having these conversations about cleaning. Like it's it's not even pretending anymore no, that it's not listening.
1: And and the fact that it's unplugged only gives it greater freedom to roam about the house. I think I think we'll find our smart speaker smart peeking through our windows any day now that thing is is sentient it's mobile and uh it's it has it evil intentions
0: me. and it freaks me out speaking of all of all of those things last night or this early this morning it was three in the morning i like had this i was just awakened with this freaky feeling that somebody was in the room
1: you had a peaceful (laughs) freaky feeling
0: (laughs) so i i startled awake and i look up and our six foot tall 13 year old is standing in our room she's not standing over me but she's in the room so i'll have to ask her if she was calling my name if that's why i woke up but to me i just got a sense that somebody was there i felt the presence and i woke up and she's standing there and i was just like what's the matter and she said, she said, well, the dog was on her bed and the dog was freaking out a little bit. So I went down and, and took care of that. But talk about if the just, I don't know if there's, even when, when our kids were little and, and they would cry or if our kids even now, if they come into the room and wake us up by shaking us or if the dog barks, whatever, none of that unsettles me. Like just waking up. Because you feel something right there. And then to a, it's there, to a hooded
1: figure with a scythe <laughs> right. standing over you.
0: I mean, it was, and she wasn't even standing over me. So again, I have to find out if I actually, if it if it wasn't just her presence that woke me up, if she was talking. But wow, that's just unsettling. And then there's that, that relief of, okay, f- first the relief is I know this person and it's my own child. And the second one, that it's not something really serious. It's just you know, the, the dogs freaking out a little bit, which was an easy thing to fix. But, um, oh, I, that, that was not a good night's sleep. And like.
1: <laughs> most unsettling of all, she was looking from outside the window. Right.
0: <laughs> while. Just. <laughs> while just yes.
1: Mistakenly thinking that it was devoid of furniture. <laughs> right.
0: Which would have been really unsettling, considering our, it would have been looking into the second floor window.
1: Well, enough of this nonsense. Shall we get to uh, viewer mail?
0: Yes.
2: That book, throw our lure, reel us in with your mail.
1: Rebecca, seeing that the WNBA season is going to take place at IMG Academy, my wife and I want to make an offer. If you're going to call games on-site, we're offering you a room in our house. We have been self-isolating as long as you have, despite Florida being more lax with protocols, and are confident we can provide you with a safe, temporary home. I also have been perplexed by your missing puzzle piece issues, and I can't help but wonder whether one of the kids are playing a prank and you will find a pile of random puzzle pieces one day while cleaning. Finally, if the ball-and-chain corporate entity needs guidance on its return-to-work protocols... Please let me know. Thanks for continuing to podcast during the lockdown. Stay safe and healthy. Chris, you are resident chief human resources officer. Rebecca, would you accept the, the generous offer of a safe, temporary home at uh, in the home of our chief human resources officer?
0: Yeah, you know, I don't even have any idea yet what the broadcast situation is going to look like. For us. I don't know if we're on site, if that means we have to be part of the proverbial bubble, if we have to um, be quarantined and not allowed to leave IMG Academy. Um, I don't know.
1: There's one scenario calling the games at IMG Academy from Chris's house.
0: (laughs) That's what you're hoping. And would that make more sense? Thank you so much. I should start by saying thank you so much for the offer i I'm still but, but very unclear as to what um, what all of this is going to look like um, and even if we were allowed to come and go like this this is the part that kind of cracks me up. So Florida has the quarantine request or whatever it would be called that if you're coming from to Florida from states like Connecticut, New York New Jersey that you're supposed to self quarantine for 14 days. And just this week, Governor Lamont in Connecticut has issued the same thing. If you are coming to Connecticut from Florida or one of the other hotspots for COVID, you are supposed to quarantine for 14 days. So if I was to call one game in in Florida under these rules, it would be 28 days of quarantine because <laughs> I'd have to go down there, quarantine for 14 days, call a game, fly home and quarantine for another 14 days. <laughs> so. I don't know how all this exactly uh, is going to work. <laughs> at this point of lockdown,
1: that's looking pretty appealing to you.
0: Right. Right, exactly. And and the thing is, Connecticut right now, and I know all of this is fluid and can and, can, and most likely will change daily, but Connecticut is doing really, really well um, in terms of covid numbers just because of the way it was handled early on and how our state was hit early on well obviously florida is just exploding in terms of their number their coronavirus cases so again i i the WNBA. it looks like the season is going to happen as you and i record this we find out today today's the date june 25th for players to either opt in or opt out of playing in florida but again the way the games are broadcast as uh, decisions could have been made up and down I just am not aware of them yet, so I, I don't have any idea what um, what our plans are right now.
1: But just as uh, your due diligence, you have peeked in Chris's window and seen... <laughs> What, what your accommodations? What my would be.
0: accommodations would be? Yes, exactly. I will need. I, I need photos. At um,
1: the very least, a Google Earth thing.
0: Right, right. I, I need photos of of what your accommodations look like, but not like um like you would see on Realtor dot com. I need them the the taken from out, the front of <laughs> from the yard from the outside, <laughs> peeking through the windows. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Ralph writes, Hi, Restiva. I've asked my brother and sister-in-law to refrain from putting any kind of bowls of M&M's on top of their very gracious hospitality. I do have to ask whether there is any real difference be- between a handful of M&M's and a cup of coffee with milk and sugar in the morning. I, I agree with you completely, Ralph. Of course, there's no difference. And, and taking a handful of M&M's uh, before breakfast is no different than taking a cup of coffee. I do it's not-
0: completely different. H- how so? Taking a handful of M&M's or versus a cup of coffee?
1: It's, it's strictly appearances, and you know it.
0: No, it's not. I don't drink. Uh, I don't drink. I don't put sugar in my coffee. So this is only... Neither does Ralph. He's as just it.
1: asking. He says, I don't, I don't add either to my coffee, but I do add some sugar to plain yogurt when I have it for breakfast. Is it really that much better for me?
0: I would have to say yes.
1: I mean, I loved Cheerios as a kid, but I had to put a spoonful of sugar on them. We all did. That was the thing.
0: My parents never, ever, ever bought sugary cereal.
1: But you added sugar yourself.
0: But you would have the sugar bowl on the table with the spoon in it. So you'd have grape nuts or regular Cheerios or whatever. And you'd put way more sugar on probably than the sugar cereal comes with. Well, Ralph says,
1: I do have a lazy Susan type of tray that contains a number of bowls that could be used for the now many varieties of M&Ms. My grandmother gave it to me as a housewarming present years ago. My grandma bowl, I suppose. And that... Brings up the fact that you purchased a a even more grandma e grandma bowl this week.
0: I did, and I felt really good about it. Because it, it,
1: it almost has a has a a, a a doily effect engraved on it. Am yeah, I right? Like
0: some ski, some sort of stuff is etched. It, uh, it has etched an inlaid doily.
1: doily, an etched doily.
0: Yeah, it was. I saw it. There were two bowls I was looking at. And one of them was not grandma-y at all. It was just kind of a bowl. And then I saw this one, and it was so grandma-y that I got it. And uh, and it's it's perfect to put M&Ms or other little candies in. And um, But now, yeah, a week ago, I would have just looked at that as a candy dish. But now, anytime I see any kind of candy dish, I will just think it's a grandma bowl.
1: Well, while while we're on this subject, let's let's um, go to Dr. Gary Siegel. Dear Rebecca, this is this is for you. As I write this on Father's Day, I must commend you on your exemplary performance as a working wife and mother. By keeping a grandma bowl of peanut M and M's nearby, you've allowed Steve to nourish himself with protein, carbohydrates, and fat, all in a handful, even before breakfast. However, given what I now know of Steve's teenage culinary habits, based on the beginning chapters of *Nights in White Castle*. I do fear that your children may also pick up a bad habit or two. Don't forget, it's dessert time somewhere. Fear not, however, my older sister, also a fellow grandparent, keeps a large bag of plain M&Ms in a, quote, hidden lower cabinet drawer in her kitchen for easy access. Sometimes, when we visit, the M&Ms may have been replaced by a large bag of chocolate chips. No matter, both are fine snacks. I hope to visit soon after lockdown. I would be remiss if I didn't suggest another food which can help nourish your family. Attached is a picture of a local supermarket's house brand of double-stuffed chocolate sandwich cookies. They are a real treat at any time of the day and can be best enjoyed in groups of four cookies. That's interesting. Does does this
0: look like a Hydrox or an Oreo? Let
1: let, let, let me see. They're they're ready to serve as an appetizer or as a mid-meal snack. And, of course, as a dessert any time. I like that, a mid-meal snack. A mid-meal snack. As a (laughs) mid-meal snack in groups of four. Uh, you know, because we all know the serving size on the box is, is, is absurd, right? It's yeah. a fig leaf for their nutritional uh, uh, coverage. Lastly, at the beginning of lockdown, when we were using a shopping service, my wife objected to, but allowed me to proceed with ordering a box of sugary and chocolatey cereal. Don't forget that a small bowl of that following a normal serving of healthy cereal is another breakfast dessert treat. All the best, Gary. And here, let me, let me open the picture here. Uh, no, these are not these are not a brand with which you're familiar. It has a London double decker bus, uh, sort of a version of a London double decker bus on, on the box, and says they're just called chocolate double cream c r e m e sandwich cookies, double decker.
0: What do they look like? Well, like I don't see the cookie, but
1: there there are presumably double decker cookies, of an Oreo or Hydrox. Nature. Hydrox. We've we've now dr- discussed Hydrox and Clorox. On insane, this podcast. Right. And hydroxychloroquine. So, Denny, you have title possibilities all over the place here. Um, but I like that that they're best consumed in groups of four. So if you're really eating four of these, you're eating eight cookies. Correct. As a mid-meal snack.
0: As a mid-meal snack. Well, how about this comes from Siobhan and, uh, on, on Twitter, which is at Ball and Chain Pod. She's changed her name on Twitter to Siobhan Black Lives Matter. So sorry, Rebecca. I have absolutely no restraint when it comes to M and M's in the grandma bowl at any hour. Although, when kids were little, would hide in the bathroom so they wouldn't ask for some. <laughs> so this is my question: Did she hide the M and M's in the bathroom, or did she hide in the bathroom while she ate them so they wouldn't ask for some? The first time I read this, I thought it meant she was hiding in the bathroom.
1: Read it again, please. Okay,
0: I'm gonna read it verbatim. Sorry, Rebecca. I have absolutely no restraint when it comes to M&M's and the grandma bowl at any hour. Then, like, crying emoji. Although, when kids were little, would hide in the bathroom so they wouldn't ask for some. Exclamation mark. she... She hid in the bathroom to eat them, right? Or did what is, she what, hide the M&M's in the bathroom?
1: What is Siobhan referring to when she talks about the grandma bowl?
0: <laughs> now that we know she's in the bathroom. Yes. It takes on a whole new meaning. So... I'm reading this as she would grab a handful of M&M's and then take she them to would the take them to the bathroom and eat them so the kids wouldn't ask for it. Even
1: I would, would have difficulty uh, keeping a bowl of M&Ms, of M&M's in the bathroom.
0: I'm not saying she kept the bowl of them. I'm saying maybe she had a cabinet where she kept like the bag of them. But no, I think we're reading it as, or I should be reading it as, she would eat the M&M's in the bathroom. Is there a worse place to eat food? then in the bathroom, even if you're hiding it from your children? Just uh, wondering If
1: there is, I'm hard-pressed to think of it. Okay, Rebecca, this question is for you, writes Margaret. I was wondering how you think you will actually feel when you're able to resume your pre-COVID work schedule, when, whenever that will be, and have to go on your first flight. Do you think you'll be nervous, have any anxiety about flying again, being exposed to so many people, and then coming home to your family? Just curious.
0: I'm not looking forward to that. Without a vaccine, if, if I have to fly somewhere for work, like say I had to fly somewhere right now for work, especially if it was to one of the 22 states whose COVID cases are on the upswing. And when I returned, I would feel like I had to quarantine myself from you guys for your safety and for my pleasure. 14 days of quarantine <laughs> Like, guys, sorry, can't help you. I'm in, well, still the, in quarantine. It, if it
1: happened this summer, you could just set up in the yard and occasionally <laughs> look in on us. Right, right,
0: true. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly how I would handle that. That's, um, I'm not looking forward right now to, uh, to flying. I, I would not feel completely safe doing so.
1: Uh, finally, our palindromic correspondent Bob in North Carolina writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, in 2010, PBS broadcast Ken Burns' 10th inning, a sequel to his baseball documentary. In similar fashion, Sports Illustrated has given us, In These Yard Times, Steve's veritable sequel to Stingray Afternoons. I should say that a story in the current issue of Sports Illustrated uh, writing about, uh, since we're all kind of stuck at home these days, about how your backyard was a world unto itself when I was a kid. Yeah. And there were all kinds of mayhem ensued, including trying to jump your muscle bike like you were evil Knievel, the dangers of lawn darts, and uh, that sort of thing. My goodness, writes Bob, how did any of us survive the 70s? As a teacher, I thoroughly enjoyed Steve's use of six similes, five metaphors, and six alliterations. How should I grade his use of super elastic bubble plastic four times in one paragraph as redundant? Or as a bit of poetic nostalgia, your simplest of palindromes, Bob. Bob, uh, if I may uh, lobby the the teacher for a, for a better grade on this, I think if you have the phrase "super elastic bubble plastic," the whammo product of the '70s, um, you 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 use that as early and as often as you can.
0: And you used it four times in a paragraph. Evidently. <laughs> but who's counting, Bob? Bob. we uh, we also on Twitter had a few people responding again. I had posted the um, Irma's blueberry buckle uh, recipe, and um, I still haven't made it. Well, I,
1: she also remembers sent the blueberry muffin recipe, right? On the index card, and I have a photo of that yes, that I can forward I, to you I, that you can I post. I have
0: to uh, put that out there. Somebody responded, "I'm trying to lose the COVID weight. What are you doing to me?" And then somebody sent a picture of their um, blueberry buckle. It looks absolutely amazing. I will retweet that. And then I was very excited to see this tweet that came in from Kat Osterman. And it says, Two Ball and Chain Pod, just listen to the recent podcast. Number one, Rebecca, you were my idol when I played basketball, although I was better at softball. Number two, Amali Tolly is a great option for clothes for tall women. I bought tons from them. So number one, people who don't know, Kat Osterman is a phenomenal softball player. She played at Texas an Olympian is, is still an active softball pitcher
1: a, a tall woman
0: tall woman she's six three and it's funny because you know years ago when our oldest daughter was playing like Little League uh, softball she was probably eight or nine years old I remember Holly Rose saying to me she's got to watch videos of cat Osterman because your daughter has such long levers she would be a good pitcher and um... I mean that's just so Holly Rowe like <laughs> here she's got to watch this person but um but um your I'm daughter
1: has long levers is something every parent dreams of right your about. daughter
0: has long levers so uh so anyway I, I was super excited to get um, the tweet from cast from Cat and we'll check out a Molly Tolly because if it's if it fits a six three long levered pitcher then um, presumably it would fit either me or our oldest daughter whichever styles were were more appropriate for either her or me
1: there must be 50 ways to love your levers
0: <laughs> and finally from bobby on twitter bobby sent a tweet saying how about because we've talked a lot about margarine and margarine commercials and bobby says how about parquet with a link to the commercial and of course Butter. parquet, parquet. So um, I which, will read. Which calls to mind, I can't believe
1: funny. it's not butter. And then when it became the spray version, it was I can't believe it's not butter spray.
0: Spray, yeah. So anyway, on that note, Tom, Dick, Hari, play us out.
2: Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. Road might twist and turn a bit But we all arrive intact Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad Having each other's back Day by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane Six of us and the family pet Live in its cuckoo nest Daily grind puts for sanity to a daily test Androgynous and vigorous While well we give for a little rest Stay by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane